and welcome to another edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. Uh, we hope you are having a, a great time enjoying uh, the, the catalog of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. If you've missed some of the others, just go to wherever you get podcasts or go to the Rick and Bubba YouTube channel. You can go to the playlist there and you see Rick and Bubba University. And you can find some of the, the other Rick and Bubba Universities that you might be interested in. Bubba, today a biggie for you, sir. Yeah, Rick, we have a guest today that agreed to join us last minute. We had a cancellation. We appreciate her making an effort to join us today. She is a upcoming senior at Auburn University. She recently completed an internship at the Capitol in Washington, D.C. Please welcome to the show, Caitlin Bussey. <laughs> Caitlin, how are you doing? Bubba's daughter. Hey, hey. how are you? I'm hey, good. Caitlin, boom, boom. So am I, am, am I supposed to interview like you're my daughter or just like you're a guest that we don't know who you are? Um, I can be your daughter. <laughs> you know, when you think about it. That uh, means she wants money. Caitlin, for, you know, because a lot of times when we do Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, we're going to delve in more into what you just completed. But here early, because uh, we all, always do a where are they now, too, and your dad updated everybody. What was it like spending your childhood on the show? Honestly, it was, I don't have anything to compare it to, but um, I think it was really rewarding for the field of work that I want to go into, like communications, just being around you guys and like the radio and kind of having your whole life on <laughs> broadcast yeah. um, definitely has helped me prepare for the future and stuff like that. But I think it has been so much fun did it, and very rewarding. Did it pressure you to act right because you knew if something went wrong, and, uh, you know, not everything made it to air, but uh, if something <laughs> went wrong, that it that it could blow up on the show and become an issue for you? Yes, for sure. I know you have eyes and ears everywhere, so <laughs> always on my best behavior. Yeah, I mean, many of my kids said, Dad, I can't believe you talked about what I did on the air. Now everybody's ragging me about it. I said, look, I've told you before, we have four hours a day <laughs> to fill uh, you know, you 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 running over that uh, you know pylon and dragging it all the way home. I'm sorry, that's, that's radio good, gold. That's good stuff. Yeah. So you guys knew that. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> yeah, but, but all the kids knew that, right? All of you were like, "Look, guys, if we do something, you know, it's going to be on the show." Yeah. And sometimes I didn't even know it was going to be on the show, and I would have teachers at school be like, "Caitlin, heard about you doing this and that," and I was like, "Really? I didn't even know I did that." That's yeah. funny. <laughs> no, no, I used to hear that a lot as well. But let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about what you just did. So, politics is this something that has always interested you? Where where did this interest develop? Um, I've definitely always been interested in it, but I think more when the 2016 election, like with Trump and stuff, I can remember me and Dad watching it, um, staying up late and like watching all the results come in, and I think that whole presidency and just like getting older and being able to vote kind of like fueled my interest in it. And also seeing my generation be completely blind to what's going on and brainwashed by social media and stuff is um, alarming and not saying I'm the one to do it, but someone or somebody or a group of people in our generation has got to step up and be leaders for our country, because if not, we're, we're, um, we're in trouble. <laughs> Yeah, it is different because your generation has grown up with social media. You know, we, yeah. we grew up, there was no internet. Uh, we've joked about it the first time we read email on the show. Wow. Uh, we had a fax machine, not everybody had that. And it when we started the show, cell phones were very rare. Only the few had that. So it's a totally different thing. And I don't know that social media has really been good for everybody. 
Yeah, I um, I it's it has the pros and cons to it. I think it's awesome and it's cool that you know you can reach an audience that you would never be able to reach otherwise without like that platform on social media. But um, you know anyone can put out anything they want to, and when you have a credible platform, people believe anything you say, really. So um, it is. It's and it's kind of a gray area on if it's a good or bad, but I think for politics, it's probably done more harm than good, but I'm, you know, we'll see. <laughs> well, not everybody gets to go to the Capitol and be an intern. And uh, certainly there's been plenty of interns uh, in Washington that have negative stories in yeah. the past. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I hope that yours was a positive experience, but to people listening, tell them a little bit about, how you applied for this and then there was a little bit of irony about your trip to Washington to actually do the application for this. Yes. So I interned for Congressman Barry Moore. He is Alabama district two and his daughter is actually in my sorority. And so when I was in DC, it was early January, um, right around the January 6th ordeal. So that was interesting. But on January 5th, I, texted Claudia, the girl in my sorority. And I was like, Hey, like, is your dad taking summer interns? I'm super interested in that. Um, just let me know how to apply. And she was like, you know, we're actually up here. He just got sworn in. Why don't you stop by the office? And I was like, Oh, great. Like, perfect. I would love to. So I go walking into Longworth, mind my own business. And then the next day, the whole Capitol is being um, <laughs> raided. But yeah, that's how that's how the interview went. And then um, I heard from them. A little bit later through like some Microsoft team calls and um, they let me know that I would be interning with them this summer if I wanted to. So that's how that happened. It was really, really easy, really fun. But well, what um, what about the January the 6th thing? I mean, what was it like uh, for you to go up there thinking, I'm just going up here to try to do my interview for my potential internship. And then this major ordeal happens. What, what was it like for you? Um, It was very bizarre i knew that it was like a very um sensitive time in dc with the election stuff and like trump speaking and everyone kind of like getting everyone fired up and stuff like that and when i was there there was not like i guess there it technically was a protest going on like on the capitol lawn um people were speaking but it wasn't like people were like screaming yelling violent nothing like that it was just people just kind of like hanging out and like listening to this guy speak whatever but that was on January 5th. So when I left, I honestly didn't think anything of it. I was like, um, you know, this could go wrong, maybe. But at the same time, it wasn't like I've been to a Trump rally. Me and dad, our whole family went. Um, it was back in 2016 when he was still or he was rallying for Luther Strange, whatever. Long story short, um, the people there were very nice, very, you know, Southern hospitality. Like they just love America and want the best for America. But the people there on January 5th that I came into contact with. Cause I'm like, you know, a little girl from Alabama coming up to DC when I see a Trump hat, I'm like, Oh, Hey, like, love your hat. Like, I'm not going to act like, you know, you're a stranger, talk to them. Sure. And they were very, um, kind of like brushed me off, like didn't really talk about it. And I was like, you know, that's kind of weird. Like, I don't, they're obviously not from the South, I guess, but, um, I don't know. I, you know, there's a lot of conspiracy about January 6th and a lot of up in the air about it. I don't know what happened, but, I know it was bad, but you know, it was, it was very uh, scary feeling being there in the general vicinity um, for sure. The next day. 
So we came in from work that day, and uh, Betty had mentioned to me, she said, uh, and, and like I said, there was a lot going on certifying the election, and, you know, it was a very political time anyway. Sure. And she said, have you seen this that's going on in D.C.? I said, yeah, I, I knew they had some people out there protesting, but it was really getting out of hand at that point. And I called Caitlin. I said, hey, you watching this? And she told me she was. <laughs> I said, stay out of that. Don't get in <laughs> any kind of mob that's getting excited, okay? And she did a good job and stayed away. How how close were you to yeah. all that where you were staying? Um, I was like 30, 40 minutes out. Okay, so you had pretty good so, pretty good range on. Yeah. Yeah, the only person further away from it was uh, of course uh, uh, Cassio Kid Cortez. <laughs> yeah. AOC. Uh, AOC. Yeah. She, yeah. She was about that distance. Yeah. <laughs> right. <But> claimed, <laughs> claimed that she was, you know, afraid she was gonna lose her life. But but you're saying that the crowd, and I know you're not gonna say you don't you no one knows, but you're saying that yeah. you know the the Trump thing. Usually, if you saw Trump supporters, uh, there was a camaraderie, no matter whether they were from the South or not. And you're saying not mm-hmm. all of them, but some of the people you encountered, you thought when you said, "Hey, I like your Trump hat," would be like, "Yeah, Trump, let's go." And they were kind of yeah. they were kind of cold about it. Yeah, kind of cold, and you know, um, especially Trump supporters that like we're familiar with. It's like very heavy on like back the blue. We love our policemen. We are so thankful for them. And I don't think anyone, you know, I don't, if Trump sat down at a table with me and said, Hey, like really I'm thinking y'all should be raiding the Capitol on January 6th. I'd be like, you're crazy. Like, you know what I mean? I don't care if I voted for him or not. I wouldn't do that. Right. Um, so I don't know. There's a lot of up in the air about it, but, um, definitely a bizarre crowd for sure. When Caitlin, I guess you'd been there, but yeah. what were your expectations when you went and, and how did the reality of it meet what you thought it was going to be like? I really didn't know what to expect going into it. Um, I, (laughs) yeah, I really didn't know what to expect going into it. I expected it to be like, you know, super serious. And most of my expectations were met. Um, I just think it's so cool. Anyone who has the opportunity to do an internship up there should definitely do it. Even if you're not really interested in politics, because you meet so many people and you don't know where they're going to end up in life, but you make so many connections and, um, getting to be in the Capitol every day, like our badges, we had 24 hour access to Capitol Senate and house buildings. So, you know, wherever we wanted to go, whenever was kind of like how it worked. And it was really cool to be able to see like all the history and, you know, just get to learn more about the government and the legislative process and things like that. It was very fun and just very, um, it was edu- it was very educational. Um, and I just think it was a great experience overall. Were there, were there things that you, you know, You've been interested in this. You know, your dad works on a show that's not completely political, but but does have a political element to it. So you might have be aware of things more than maybe someone who's not. But uh, did you did you see that it worked sort of like you thought it did, or was you were you a little surprised how the government actually worked? Um, I was, you know, I was a little bit shocked that people who work on the Hill that are not like congressmen or senators or things like that are so involved how they are. Um, I guess for whatever reason, I thought that like the congressman did everything, but like they, their staff really um, pulls their own weight and like does a lot for the congressmen and senators. And um, I didn't really realize that, but I think that's the cool part of it is especially for me, I was a comms intern. So more of like social media, like press releases, things like that. And Um, trying to find like the voice of the congressman and be able to like push things out that sound like him and not, you know, my own views, even though me and Congressman Moore's views do align pretty closely. um, That was pretty easy for me to be able to find his voice and stuff like that. But 
it was really interesting because I didn't realize, you know, they don't have time to do all that. They're, they're, you know, representing a district in a state and voting in their favor and stuff like that. So um, with social media and stuff, their staff really has to like study him and like study his, how he talks and how he views things to be able to push out like accurate things. So that was one of the biggest things I learned for sure. We'll come back. We'll continue our conversation with Caitlin Bussey, fresh off her internship at Washington, D.C., and looking through the eyes of someone who's there and someone her age uh, and her generation, uh, uh, the way they look at the, our current state of the country uh, and maybe what, what do we need to do going forward. And we'll come back and continue that conversation when Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, continues. All right, we're talking with Caitlin Bussey. Yes, that is Bubba's daughter. For those of you that may be new and some of you, some people, the only experience Bubba they have of Rick and Bubba is this podcast, which <laughs> is kind of right. odd. That's right. Can you imagine how many things you don't know if that's all you know? So <laughs> don't forget, we do have a, a, a show that runs Monday through Friday, uh, and you can find all those details at rickandbubba.com. So Caitlin Bussey will be a senior at Auburn University this fall, and she just got back from her internship, Washington, D.C., with Congressman Barry Moore. So we're uh, asking her some questions about that experience. Hey, Caitlin, you, you were talking about finding the congressman's voice, and I've, I've heard this from other staff people. Mm-hmm. Um, so give us an example. Uh, you know, I, I follow Barry Moore on social media and I see that he puts out something. Does he mm-hmm. actually put that out? Does the staff put it out? Does he okay it? How take us through the process? How does that work with, and, and we won't even have to say it has to be Barry. Cause I know you, you dealt with other, uh, interns too, but in general, kind of, how does that process work? Yeah, so it's different for every office. I think every office has their own way of doing things. But the the experience I had in it, um, so like there were two comms interns and we would just like draft different things, like different current events going on, like border, inflation, crime, um, taxation, just like different things, like hot topics in politics right now. And we would draft posts for them like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and send them to our press secretary. And she would kind of, you know, take what she wanted, used whatever um, she would come up with that. And then she's her and our comms director worked like very closely to kind of say like, yay or nay on things. And then I think Barry approves like most of the things, or he gave them like a lot of freedom to post like whatever he's like, you know, how I feel about things, um, you know, whatever, but some things are, you know, cleared by him. Some things aren't, but I think everything kind of gets run through the Shanna, the chief of staff or whatever. It's not just like kind of a free for all. Yeah, the hierarchy. <laughs> you, the- you don't as an intern just start posting things. <laughs> no, yeah, no, definitely not. <laughs> so, what kind of security measures did they have to take? I mean, uh, did you have to watch? I mean, you, I suppose that even on your personal stuff, while you're there, what what did they tell you? The things you can and can't do while you're serving as an intern there. Um. Well, security wise, we had you know our badges, and you get you go through like metal detector every morning and put your bags through it, things like that, and then they give us our own computer and you have like a little VPN connection. Um, you know, they really don't say like, don't do that. It's pretty much like common sense. Like, Hey, don't be doing anything wrong. You know, don't, don't be acting up. (laughs) Uh, you know, we're from the South. We understand that very clearly, like yes or no. Um, and we had a group of six girl interns, so it was very like well-behaved. Like it was very easy. We had no issues in the office for sure. You, um, and we all actually are friends and got along, and it's been great well, so far. Six women getting along, that may be that, – that's a miracle. I know. We, that's actually so funny because we were talking about, like, other offices we knew having more drama than we did, but all of us ended up getting along really well are definitely going to keep up with each other. Um, 
and all of us are from Alabama, so that was cool too. Caitlin, what about um, safety? Yeah, Washington right. D.C. Yep. It's uh, I mean, I'm sitting here. If I hadn't been there, I might have a different opinion. But how safe did you feel, and how close did you come to having an issue with that? Um, I felt very safe at all times, like in the buildings, like where I worked. Um, you know, there were closer to the end of my internship, there were two different shootings, um, one by the Nationals, you know, the National Stadium. And then one was actually like three blocks from my house, but I wasn't home, thankfully. But um, it I like never really felt unsafe or like felt like my safety was threatened um, during my time there. But it did it became more of a growing issue as my time was ending there in just like three short months. Um, and, you know, I don't know why that is. I don't know what, if it's like gang activity or things like that, I don't really know why, you know, you never really know why there's a shooting, but um, that was the only thing. The only two things I can think of were that, but other than that, it was fine. There are a lot of homeless people there, um, but you know, they're pretty harmless for the most part. So it wasn't bad. Now, uh, did you, did you ride the Metro or, I mean, that's the subway <laughs> there in DC. Yes, I did some. Um, sometimes I just kind of was like, you know, not today. I, it was a pretty far hike from my <laughs> from my apartment, and I took it my first day of work. And there was a sweet little homeless man um, using the restroom on the on the metro my first day. So I said, hey. you know what, Dad, I'm sorry. The bank account's going to take a hit, but we are taking the Uber every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it, when you try something and, and you have that experience, you well, let me mark that right off. If there's a way to avoid this, I guess <laughs> yeah. we will. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, it, it, as far as your your experience there too, and and I was I was thinking about this. Your your political views are, I would say, what developing. I mean, you certainly have a foundation of what you believe, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah. they're, but they're developing. I think what a lot of Americans want to know, and maybe you didn't have a chance to see this or not, is, and we've heard even Congressman Palmer, who I know you also, uh, you know, spent some time with there out of Alabama as well, that the lobbyists uh, can be. Um, problematic I'll, I'll just put it that way did, did you see the the ongoing lobbyists constantly trying to get an audience uh with with the congress people did you see any of that activity i honestly did not um as an intern you know and as a comms person too i feel like lobbying is more of the legislative side yeah. um and i know a lot of people who do want to end up doing lobbying and you make your connections on the hill and then go into that and i honestly don't even understand the lobbying thing um, it's kind of like mysterious to me how all of it works but um i know it's definitely real it's definitely a thing but i really didn't get to experience any of that firsthand i think that's more of like the congressman um and like his personal things and mm. probably people up the hierarchy you know as an intern you are at the bottom of the totem pole <laughs> and right. you just kind of do it do what you're told i didn't get to see anything too intense but um did get to run into some cool like congress people for sure saw ilhan omar a few times and <laughs> um never got to see aoc but i saw madison cosmore a few times um I'm trying to think of who else just like random people, you know, that you recognize from TV. And there's so many congressmen, you don't really recognize all of them, but the senators you do. So it was just cool to be walking around in the Capitol building and like they get out of votes and you see all the congressmen come out of the House floor. Um, definitely something you don't get to do every day. That's Caitlin, you, you, you mentioned calm a few times and you mentioned legislative. Can you kind of show us the, the a staff or the office yeah. there 
there's really two different things that the congressman has to deal with, and it's broken down into communication and what, legislative branch? Yes. Um, so basically the comm side is like social media, press releases, prepping him for any type of like interviews, things like that, keeping him out of trouble online, stuff like that, you know? Yeah, sure. And then um, the legislative side is more of like the bills and like really studying like each bill that's going to be voted on and like talking to him about it. Cause it can get very wordy and very um, kind of like overwhelming. Like some of these bills are long and like he didn't have time to sit there and read through every single little thing. So like condensing them down, sending them to him and like letting him go over it. And if he has questions, you know, like they'll, they're like experts at all of it. And each person has like their own um, special area, like pro-life, agriculture, veterans affairs, like different things like that. So um, they do a lot of the just like policy type work, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Because I know if you were sitting there and, and I think they write these things long and wordy on purpose, (laughs) but, but I guess on the legislative side, they almost go down, I know it's not a literal highlighter, but they go down and say, look, here are the, these are the big, big principles of this bill. Mm-hmm. And, and we know the things are important to you. And they just draw those out and say, look, in a nutshell, this is what this bill does or doesn't do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. yeah you, you would need that. I would Caitlin, t- take us through what an average day for an intern looks like in DC. Yeah, here you I go. mean, walk us, walk us from leaving your front door to getting back. That's right. And then, and then tell us a little bit about the nightlife and social life. All right. Um, so obviously I would have to be there by like eight 30 on in session days and nine o'clock when we're not in session. Um, you know, you walk in say, Hey, the security people, they're very nice. And then walk up to the office. Um, if there's any mail at the front door, you know, you sort through that, you do all the stuff you need to do in the kitchen, turn the phones on, check the printer for paper. And then we had like a daily, like a morning analytical project thing where we just picked an article from like a national news source and just like ran through it and answered like 10 or 12 questions from like about it and whatever. It just kind of like, I think the purpose of it was to help us like analyze like what these media things are trying to like push towards a reader one way or the other. Um, so we would do that. And then of course, answering phones for constituent calls and logging those into our system and then really just helping um the staff like with whatever they needed it looked different kind of every day like some days there were projects like a briefing binder or um like a press list or things like that it just kind of depended it, it depended on the day really so when how long did the day usually last um we were done by five or five thirty it just depended on the day. So where did y'all eat lunch? I mean, you <laughs> left that out. I mean, middle of the day, what do you do? How does that work? Um, you can kind of leave for lunch whenever, as long as there's some interns still in the, you know, you leave some in the office to answer the phones and stuff. But um, they have like a cafeteria in Longworth, and then they have like a Subway and a Steak and Shake and like a little pizza place in Rayburn. And there was something else in Canon. I never went over there though, but it was just, you know, whenever we got, we'd take like 30 to 45 minutes for lunch and then go back up. So it was, it was all fun. there. You didn't have to travel very far. It was almost like, there, there oh, was, oh yeah. You just go down the elevator. <laughs> yeah. That, that so do, do you, as an intern, did you always go to lunch with people in your office or did you, did you socialize with other interns from other offices and did y'all talk about how y'all are doing things or, or what, how did y'all? Yeah. It, um, I think a big part of the DC like experience, especially on the Hill is networking. And so I would love to like meet with as many people as possible. As you can imagine, I've never met a stranger. So that was fun. Um, 
getting to meet with like different staff people I've met or um, different interns and stuff like that. Just getting lunch with them and you know yeah you kind of compare and contrast your experience is going but really just getting to know them like where they're from if they plan on coming back up because like you'll want to stay in contact with them for the future obviously and stuff like that so when we come back we want to talk about your mom and dad coming to see you and and we want to start thinking about <laughs> how this has you know molded your ongoing uh, political views uh anything changed you know and and uh, and you know or is this work in progress and we'll we'll continue to talk about that but i can't imagine what it was like to be there and here comes mom and dad mom and dad are coming to visit we'll talk about that it was week. very fun <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that <laughs> we come back when rick and bubba university the podcast continues all right so we're, we were just talking with caitlin uh, on Rick and Bubba University about all the, the different social media platforms. And, I mean, this is the time that we're living in. There, there's good that can come with it. There's bad that can come with it. And one of the things that uh, that you need to know is you may be browsing in what they now call the incognito mode. And you think, hey, I, I got it. Hey, nobody can see what I'm doing. Uh, but there's a lot of fine print if you if you look when you start browsing in the incognito mode. It says that your activity might still be visible to your employer, your school, your internet service provider. Uh, so that's not really incognito. That There's still people seeing what's going on. Uh, so to really stop people from seeing what you're doing online, you need ExpressVPN. Now, I want you to think about all the times you've used Wi-Fi at a coffee shop, a hotel, even your parents' house. And, and, and ExpressVPN, if you are using it, every site that, uh, that you, you log on to, uh, they, they, they can actually now not see what you're doing. You, you truly become invisible. I mean, do you really want everyone to see what you're doing and your business? And then what happens? They also take that data and they sell it to people. And then here we go again. Uh, so you, you don't want to, you know, Comcast, AT&T, whoever is your internet provider knowing what you're doing. They don't want, we don't want them seeing and recording your browsing data and, uh, they legally can sell it. I mean, they can do that legally. So the only way that they don't do that is if you're invisible. ExpressVPN is an app that encrypts all of your network data and then reroutes it through a network of secure servers so that your private online activity stays just that, private. ExpressVPN works on all your devices, super easy to use. The app literally has one button. Uh, You tap it to connect, and your browsing activity is secure from all those prying eyes. How do I do it, Rick? Here's what we do. Rick and Bubba tell you to go to expressvpn.com slash rickbubba. Don't let strangers invade your online privacy. Use the link expressvpn.com slash rickbubba. That's our link, and we'll get you three extra months for free. That's expressvpn.com slash rickbubba to learn more. Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, Caitlin Bussey, Bubba's daughter, is our guest, back from her internship at Washington, D.C., and as we were going to our little break there, we were going to come back and discuss mom and dad come to the Capitol to see dog. Yes. <laughs> uh, I think it was a culture shock for them. And dad was very disappointed when he found out that Ubers could not pull right onto the steps of the Lincoln Memorial, <laughs> that he would have to do a little, a little bit of walking. <laughs> yeah. We got plenty um, of walking in. That, that's one of the reasons I'm still limping now. <laughs> so, so dad got walked pretty good. Yeah, you know, you can imagine the tourists there. I mean, there's so many people there, and Dad is hollering. He's like, D.C. is Latin for steps. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the Lincoln Memorial is very, funny. is very impressive. Every American ought to visit it. But let me tell you, 
be ready for steps. The, the pictures <laughs> that look like it's it's just right there is steps, steps, steps. So so Uber on some of these historic monuments or historic places, they can only get so close because security and all that, right? Yeah, and it, it's I don't even know if it's security. There's just like you know a little bit barriers, just right. so like you don't have cars, you know, like driving up on them and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, and and so, Dad, uh, what was the weather like when you went? Was it was it was it hot or it, it had got it had got warm? It yeah. wasn't a scorcher yet. We right. had one okay. day was pretty hot, but uh, Caitlin, and and this kind of rolls into that trip though. What uh, what kind of social things did you do when we were not there? Then we'll talk about more what we did when we were there. Um, you know, the nightlife was very fun. There's some different, you know. There's some clubs we got to go to, very fun, and uh, just like clubbing. going out to dinners and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it was it was a fun time for sure. So when mom and dad were there, what did y'all do? Well, we we took several tours. Uh, did had you gone to see some of those places before we got there? The what do you mean? The restaurants or like the monuments? The monuments, or? yeah, like the Jefferson yeah, Memorial yeah. and, I'd already and seen Washington all of that. Monument um, and all that. We took the, you know, the bird scooters, like the little scooters everyone takes down. You can like access with your phone and whatever. They're like a no, okay. you need to explain. Whatever. You need to explain that because yeah. the am I hashtagging crowd is not familiar. Right, right. Right. Am yeah. I hashtagging? <laughs> am I on a bird? Am I on a bird bike? Hey, well, <laughs> so Uber and like Lyft, you know, the transportation services you can access on your phone. They have come up with these scooters that are like. I get, yeah, they're like, I don't know if they run off battery or gas. I don't know. They're bad. But, um, yeah. And you unlock them with your phone, and they're super cheap. Like, you can ride around the whole city for, like, 20, 30 minutes for, like, $7. Like, it's very cheap. So, um, me and my friends, we would ride those around the memorials at night and stuff. It was really fun. So, yeah. And Ricky, just... A lot of the Uber drivers don't like them, though. Oh, really? They say people don't know how to use them, <laughs> and they cause traffic. When, when you're done, you just leave it wherever you leave it. You take a picture of it, and then whoever charges yeah. them up comes and gets. Yeah, them. They, and I guess they put them back on the charger, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so you, you don't even leave have, it. You don't even have to no. leave it on the charger. Rick, you leave it wherever no. you want to. It, it could be in Georgetown. It could be the Lincoln Memorial. You well, just what are you leave doing it. walking so much? Get on the the bird. I thing. didn't trust that. Though. They wouldn't get on them. They wouldn't do it. Well, Rick, there's probably a weight limit. You know. Let me tell you what. I'd have been on one after my first trip. Probably. I, yeah, first, I probably would have yeah. been against it in the beginning. Yeah. But I bet I would have got talked into it by the time I was done. Well, we, uh, you know, the monuments that, that everybody goes to, of course, is impressive, um, and you learn a lot about the country. Uh, for me, I love going to the Ford's Theater because the Lincoln assassination is very, you know, it, yeah. it's a big part of our country's history, and it was very educational for me. I've always enjoyed looking at that kind of stuff. Um, the uh, But to be right there where it happened, you yeah. know, uh, the Lincoln Memorial is impressive, and the Washington Memorial, and, you know, um, the Lincoln Memorial. Um, but... <laughs> Did I say Lincoln already? Jefferson, Lincoln. Yeah, you did. Okay, Jefferson, Lincoln, <laughs> Washington. They're impressive. But, I mean, they they honor something that happened, and they tell about who it was sure. and have a lot of quotes. The Ford Theater, you yeah. are there yeah. where literally the crime of the century took place. Yeah. And you see the places where John Wilkes Booth rode his horse to get away. Down the street is the, the restaurant where they planned the attack the morning of. You see where he walked up to the door. The gun he used is in the library. I mean, it's very interesting just to, to, to see that living history. And I enjoyed the bus tour 
Um, it was a little yeah. hot waiting on the first one to get there, but it's the bus with no top on it. So you get up top and, I you, love and, it, yeah. and you go through town and they just let you off, right, Caitlin, wherever you want to. And then you hop back on the next one yeah. that comes through. Yeah, it's kind of a stop and go type of thing. It was really fun. Um, I hadn't done one of those yet. So when they came, it was definitely fun to do. I would definitely recommend doing it at night, though. It was a little hot. Um but other than that, it was really fun. You know, the, the memorials are so lit up at night. They're oh, really, my and, goodness, and, yeah. And I guess I was thinking, hey, night, we need to be off the street. But there's a lot of people out at night. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. And you were talking yeah. about riding those bicycles around. You, you know, looking forward to going to the, the nation's capital. I'm just thinking to myself, I'm, I'm seeing you and maybe one of your other friends or two getting these bikes. And, and now it's dark and these historic places you've probably seen on television since you were a child. Was there a moment when you were riding and you were looking around that you were like, I can't believe I'm here. No, I definitely the whole time. Um, and even leaving, I was like, it's just so surreal. Like being places that, you know, you do see on TV and whatever, but it just did. It almost like didn't feel like real. It was so cool. Um, and definitely cool to be a part of like being able to go inside and things like that. Um, like just working in the Capitol building, like running errands, like in the rotunda. I'm like, what am I doing? Like, you <laughs> right. know what I mean? Exactly. Well, what is Kate? What is Caitlin Bussy have any business doing here? <laughs> exactly. But um, it was very fun, and I definitely will be back hopefully. So now, we'll <laughs> Rick, Caitlin carried us on a tour of eateries at night, which uh, you well, know, your dad was a, coming. You got to have that on a, the list. Bussy tradition exactly. is we we have our food planned out. Uh, Caitlin, can you mention some of those places and just and talk about them a little bit? Because there's um, a lot of yeah. history with those. We went to Joe's Seafood. It's very famous in D.C. It's very good. A little bit more on the pricier side, but um, it's definitely one of my favorites. And then Old Epic Grill. It's very historic. It's been there forever. Um, it's right by the White House. We went there, I think, the last night. And then um, Martin's Tavern is where JFK actually proposed to Jackie. So we went there. And each president has, like, their own, like, favorite booth that has, like, a little plaque on all the booths there. It was really – of course, we couldn't send them because Dad couldn't fit. So we're <laughs> at the table. <laughs> so we're at the table looking over at it, but that's fine. Wanted, wanted, then, wanted um, to sit at the famous uh, booth. Couldn't quite get look, in it. I'm just not a booth guy. You know no, what I mean? No. I don't like to, to eat with that's something jammed in my liver. the table over. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, those are a few of the places we went. I don't even know. I think we went to um, – what was the first place we went, Dad? Do you remember? Uh, that was uh, where did we go with uh, the congressman? We ate with him and his family one oh, night. Oh yeah, at the Capitol Hill Club. Or no, no, no. The we farmers. Went to founders. Um, founders. Yeah, yeah, founding farmers. Founding farmers. That's that's actually really cool. They do like everything. Like they make everything in their restaurant. They actually have a distillery too, so they like make their own like vodka and stuff. It's really cool. So it, yeah, everything's made in. I mean, everything in house. Was it good? Oh yeah, it was all Very good. good yeah. It was all good. I, I was a foodie that week. Well, see there, that just you were talking about being a, that is being a foodie right there. All right, we'll come back and and we'll we'll wrap up our our time with Caitlin Bussey and uh, got some questions to talk about the impact of this on her and uh, and 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 her generation uh, when Rick and Bubba University the podcast continues. All right, so let's talk a little bit about about Gabby. We we like this. I mean, Gabby is just one of those things to me, Bubba, that is just just so straightforward. You and I were joking around about this. Uh, in, right outside your office this week that you and I have pretty much, uh, until we ran into Gabby, 
our insurance is provided by the people that we always knew or our family always did. <laughs> I mean, you still you still had people over in Calhoun County. Yeah. I mean, you just don't ever check on it, and, right. and because you just want to you get put it, it done. in place, yeah, and you, you don't you, you don't mess with it. Well, yeah. well, Gabby can can let you actually check and see at no charge to you. Are you paying too much for your automobile and, and your homeowners insurance? So, so here here's what you got to do. And, and look, we've done this. The calculator that they use is so cool. All you have to do. Uh, it, it, to see the comparisons side by side, it's fast. It's verifiable quotes. These are not ballpark guesses. Uh, all you have to do is go to Gabby.com, Gabby.com, go there right now. And then you want to do slash Rick Bubba. And, and then you've got your policy information. Uh, you know, they, they have the little calculator set up right there. It's very, very easy to use. Uh, and, and let me tell you, even I could do it, got it in seconds. And then, you know, you, you use your current policy and then you look to see if you can find a better one. You compare your current coverage with 40 of the top insurance providers, progressive nationwide travelers. They're all right there in one place. Uh, just use your current information to get started. This is very simple. It's free, and they'll only show you policies that are the same or better. So you won't be wasting your time looking over going, well, that one's not better. Why am I looking at that one? And then you decide if the savings, if they're good enough to make the move for the exact same coverage. Uh, the average savings, $961 a year on average. Uh, and they don't sell your information, and you get annoying spam and robocalls. So why don't you make the move now? Go to Gabby, G-A-B-I. Get a better insurance. Gabby.com slash Rick Bubba, G-A-B-I.com slash Rick Bubba. That's Gabby.com slash Rick Bubba. Caitlin Bussey, our guest on Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. Um, she has just finished her internship. Uh, she was working there with Congressman Barry Moore in District 2 in the state of Alabama. Uh, there in Washington, D.C. We've talked about what it was like to be in D.C. But now, here in the last uh, few minutes of the podcast, Caitlin, I want to talk about, uh, you're, what, 22 years old? Are you 22? I'll be 22 in September. September, yeah. be 22. Going to be a senior in college. Uh, but mm-hmm. you you are interested in politics, correct? Yes, yeah. for sure. And and the communication, of course. And you, you mm-hmm. work with, with the communication part in this internship. It, is, do, do you get a sense... Uh, that that this process being there is there anything there that you experience and then, then I've got another question that has changed uh, the way you view politics confirmed the way you you see politics what what did it do in in your worldview being there um, it definitely just like reassured me of what I already knew that I am a right wing conservative and I will probably always be one. Um, but one thing it did do is open my eyes to more of like the, I think it's very important to be able to see both sides of an argument and be able to argue both sides of an argument and like, you know, iron sharpens iron and being able to listen to people that believe differently than me and them tell me why they believe it. Not just because like, Oh, well, I hate Trump or whatever. It's like, well, I think this because of this people who are actually educated on the, on politics and whatever, and why they believe that they're liberal or conservative or left or right or whatever. And um, I think that's very beneficial for anyone just to, you know, be able to know both sides of an argument that you're making yourself. Cause you know, if someone were to bring up another point or like a counter argument and things like that, and you just like, don't know what to say, then you're not a very good politician. You know what I mean? Um, So I think that that was very um, rewarding and educational for me. Did did you, did you, Bub and I talk about this, your dad and I all the time on the show. There, there, we seem to have 
lost the ability to critically think through anything. And, and you're making that point. So yes. you, you got to know the whole argument. You can't live in this world of sound bites and somebody said, mm-hmm. and you know, I saw a headline, so it must be true. Uh, or maybe the headline, if I had just read the story, you realize the headline's not exactly what it looks like it is. It's clickbait. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but do, do you see with your generation, because, you know, let's face it, I mean, your dad and I, we, we, we know what we believe. We know why we believe it. But you're at that age where you're developing those things. Do you see with the people your age, do they care? Is is there a is there a lost hope? You know, we hear young people are anxious all the time and fearful do you see a, maybe a remnant of people your age that, that care about these things or not so much? Um, definitely there are a lot of, um, you know, young conservatives that I met up in D.C. that are very passionate about keeping America, you know, on the right track and making it not a socialist, you know, just like uh, I don't even know the correct word to say on here. But um, I think that. Uh, part of my generation is very lost and part of them are on the right track and a lot more than I thought are on the right track, which is reassuring, I think, to older generations and things like that. But, you know, when you have these kids posting on social media that capitalism sucks from their iPhone yeah. in their million dollar Greystone house, I'm like, are you sure? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just like you said, the ability to critically think is gone out the window for the majority of my generation, I think. And, you know, y'all have always said common sense is a superpower. And I truly believe that now (laughs) after being around some people who just have no idea what they're talking about. (laughs) All right, Caitlin, let me give you a few rapid fire. Just give us one answer to this best place to visit in Washington, DC. What's your favorite place? Just one place. Uh, Jefferson Memorial for sure. Uh, Favorite place to eat. Clyde's or Martin's Tavern. Uh, who was your favorite politician other than Representative Barry Moore that you got to meet or hear talk or that you had some kind of access to other than Barry uh, Moore, who you were working for? Congressman Dan Crenshaw. Yeah. And he is. I don't know. I think he's, let me look. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know. I went to, I got to go listen to him speak. Um, and That's... he was awesome. He's from Texas, right? Yes, and he's like a former Navy SEAL. Right. He's, he's right. really cool. Oh, yeah. He's know, the one that exactly lost about. his eye. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, uh, he's he's the second district of Texas. Yeah. So, Kaylin, is this something – do you have another question? No, I, I'm the, just y- running y- those through are, a few. The, let's talk about we got about three minutes left. So is this something you want to do? Did you come away saying – because I heard you mention that I, I, hope, I hope this. Do you think this is the, the call on your life? Do you want to be in the political realm? Yeah, I definitely think so. Um, You know, I'm not sure like what scale that looks like for me yet, like more state scale or national scale, but um, definitely is something I am deeply passionate about and I'm good at. So I think with those two things, you know, you have to use the gifts that, you know, God has given you in a way to glorify him. And I think that using politics to kind of reflect that, you know, God, our, our country was originally founded on god like one nation under god and i think we have veered so far from that and i think having people to bring that back is really important and you know like i said i don't know if i'm gonna be the person to do it but i definitely would like to be a part of it um so yeah when you yeah. Look, I, I think I president bussy has a ring it really does you know 
but, but, oh, I don't know about all that. But but <laughs> did, did both of you? And like I said, I've been to DC, but very briefly. Now Sherry and you know because you all guys went to school too. She's been there, you know, uh, a couple of times and got the full blown deal. Mm-hmm. And everybody says the same thing. And I wonder if you two will confirm. And I, I know it's going to be yes. This 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 concept that that there's nothing that ties our government to biblical principles. When you're there, everywhere you look, it's confirmation. Every single it's monument everywhere. has a reference to God on it. Every single one. Capitol, Supreme Court, all the monuments, all the memorials. Um, you know, people don't. It's right, in, it's right under their nose, and they just don't understand. Um, but, you know, one day they will, and I hope Rick, it's not too late for them. <laughs> Rick, I, I stood and looked at the Supreme Court building, and I saw Moses right on top of <laughs> I know it. it. I mean, <laughs> and he's even prominent, and the other philosophers are, are, behind are secondary. Right, right. Yeah, and uh, it's it's like guys. Now, look, you may not believe it, but to say, even, well, we've talked about it, even Thomas Jefferson did not believe in the deity of Christ, but he he certainly said building a nation on the principles of the Bible and the principles of of Jehovah uh, and these commandments and kind of building off of this, you know, was would would build a great nation. Uh, and mm-hmm. and, and to, it's it's just so obvious when you're there when you see. I mean, do you realize how many Bible verses they're going to have to scrub if they decide they don't want any of that on our? No, uh, it's a lot of scrubbing. Yeah, well, it's uh... a lot of memorials would have to be completely changed, you know, yeah. and um, I don't think that's going to happen. So, so well, what's the next step, Kate? <laughs> yeah, what, what do you do next? What happens now in Caitlin well, Bussey's life? I got senior year, kind of, um, kind of bittersweet going into my last year at Auburn. Definitely going to soak up all the time I have left there with all my friends, and um, you know, hopefully maybe get involved in. A Senate campaign here or there. Not really sure what it's going to look like, but um, definitely going to keep up with my contacts in D.C. and just see what happens from there. Caitlin Bussey, there she is. Bubba, you got to be proud. And thank proud you, of you, babe. Thanks for stepping thanks. in. And and, and we want to do, do this interview anyway, so it was a great opportunity to do so. So, Caitlin Bussey, and thanks all of you for being with us on this edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. <laughs>